Welcome to Box to Box Football. All right. I can't even wait for this countdown. I cannot wait for the 30-second countdown. This is absolutely – this is – we need to have a discussion. Welcome to Box to Box. Sean, Sean, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting worried we need to go to VAR. <sighs> VAR ridiculous. Look, I, this is we've been talking for weeks. First of all, this is box box football, like, subscribe, oh. ring the bell, all this stuff. Kyle, Stu, Sean. We've been talking about the referees for for years. Um, you know, we had some, you know, Howard Webb, Mike Dean, Mark Clattenburg. We had guys doing World Cup finals. You know, multiple World Cup finals, Euro finals, Champions League finals, and, you know, Mike Dean, you know, who, whatever. But, you know, Howard Webb retired, Climber. The the refereeing has been getting worse and worse and worse. And now, I mean, it's an absolute – this was an absolute – look, am I ha- – like – I, I, you know, it happened to Liverpool. Like, you know, it's Klopp complains all the time about stuff, but I mean, it's a travesty. That's an absolute travesty. Now, you know, we'll get into all this stuff that people calling for replays and all this stuff. Like, obviously, that's that's ridiculous. You can't do that. It's human error. But I mean, we'll get into, but I, I, I just wanted to start this show. Is just, it's so, we talk about the riff ring every single week and like, it's just getting worse. You don't know what's a handball from game to game. You don't know what's a penalty. You don't know what's offsides from game to game. I mean, it's, and there's clear rules. That's the craziest thing about it. There's clear rules. I mean, just, I mean, Sue, I, you, you're probably uh. the, Briefed is the honestly, I've only you know really been a fan for four or five years. It's the worst feeling I've had, and you know, there's been some there's been some down moments, you know, like Van Dyke, you know, blowing out his knee was bad. Um, you know, obviously last year not making Champions League, you know, losing to Real Madrid in the final two years ago. I mean, just and losing to City by a point. There's a lot of times I've been annoyed, but I think I was the most frustrated on Saturday. I mean, that, that game, I looked forward to that game for a whole week. I think a lot of even neutrals, neutrals look forward to that game. I mean, it's two of the best three or four, five teams in the league. I mean, it's, it's something that was a, a measuring stick game against two great teams Ange's new squad, uh, Klopp's rebuild. And then it's just all thrown away. And never, and I mean, it's not even for, forget the Curtis Jones straight red, forget that we can, that was at least, Debatable, I think, 50-50 maybe. Uh, you, I could see it either way. But, I mean, to, to, to mess up the Diaz goal is just unfathomable. And in the, in the Jolta, that first, the, the, he didn't touch the guy on the first yellow. And, again, maybe he needs to be smarter, I mean, knowing that he's on a yellow. But at the same time, it's like, what is happening? This cannot be possible. This is so bad. This is the best league in the world. These are two of the best teams in all of Europe. And we are in a place where we have to talk about the refs because they ruined the game. They took away the game. I mean, who cares who won or drew? I it, it, I obviously was even more mad when, when they lost the game in the 96th minute. But, I mean, even if they drew or if they won, that, they, who cares? You're not learning anything from this game. You're not getting anything from this game. It's taking away from the game. It's the referee show. It's the VAR show. It's terrible. It's just absolutely, it's just disgraceful. I was livid, and I still am. All right, Sean, before you you jump in, let me just say PG uh, MOL did release a statement after the game saying that it was a significant human error. Uh, I know that's not going to make anybody feel any better, but they did acknowledge that they did at least acknowledge the mistake that happened. Um, And basically what what you had was the the goal was called what offside on the field. Uh, and when they checked it, they thought the call on the field was goal in the VAR room. So they said they looked at it. He's clearly on side. They said check complete, not understanding that the call on the field was initially wrong as offside. And that's how we got into this whole predicament that we're in. Now, there's all this other backstory where the VAR officials were in the UAE 48 hours before mm-hmm. officiating a game there. Um you know, and I think you, you saw that if you watched the, the game the, this afternoon, 
uh, the Fulham Chelsea game, they, they came on and they said one of the, the changes in protocol they made right away was now when they, they talk to the referee on the field, they say, check, confirm, goal, check, confirm, no goal to try and alleviate some of that confusion. But you're right when you say that's totally inexcusable uh, what, what happened. Sean, go ahead. My my Here's my problem, my main problem with the, this. So this is a weekend where Aston Villa rolled Brighton 6-1. Luton Town got its first win. They beat Everton 2-1. Crystal Palace won. I forget who they beat. <laughs> Wolves, Wolves beat Manchester City 2-1. Spurs beat Liverpool in a really good game, right? 2-1. Like, there was all these crazy – There was it was like the best weekend of action. Oh, there's upsets, and Pete, Luton finally gets a win. You know, Everton's, you know, struggle, all this stuff. And all anyone wants to talk about now is this game and the refereeing performance. Not the game, the actual refereeing performance. They're not even talking about the two red cards. They're not even talking about it, right? So it's all – it's just – I mean, that's where my problem – that's my main problem now because you had this great weekend of sporting for this – the poster child, the poster for, you know, world football and – Anybody wants to talk about as a referee, and they they should be because they've been terrible for years, and it's only getting worse. And you know, the fact that like they don't even have enough referees now that are decent, and you can't have them refereeing in you know UAE forty eight hours earlier. I mean, look, it's whatever. I mean, it's perception. Like it's not a, like it's not really that big of a deal, but like it's perception. You know. And I know when I travel, I'm tired. And I don't even blame, like, I don't even think I blame, the, like, I don't even know who to blame goes on. Like, who does the does the, the field referee, like, the it just like the protocol was messed up. It just, well, I mean, there's a hundred things. The offside, JJ's not First here. of all, he didn't, get, he didn't get the call right on the field to begin with. Yeah, I mean, just, get, get that's the part of the, the problem, field. too is that you have to get the call right. You should be get, trying to get the call right on the field. That's part of the, the problem, right, that they missed it on the field and it had to go up to the VAR anyway. Yeah, it's two or feet on sides. It wasn't even close. The, the, the offside rule is, is the dumbest rule in the world. Like, yeah. every other sport, it's like, you know, you watch NFL, everything's now for the offense. And everything is, you know – the main thing that people complain about when they're, you know, the, the casuals and stuff like that is that there's not enough goals. Well, how could you make more goals? Well, if any part of the body is onside, it's onside. Not if any single millimeter of the thing is offside. You, you got you got two more, three more yards. How many more goals would there be? Or how many more chances would there be? Like the rule is just dumb. And um, Arsene Wenger... You know, he put this rule out there in FIFA, you know, two years ago, and it still hasn't been changed. It's crazy. And the VAR in England is is, is just broken. I mean, when you look at it in other countries and in, in the World Cup and, and you know, and in, in, in you know, France and these, uh, they don't have these issues. I know England is it's just so much bigger, but they don't have these debacles all the time. It's every single Week one of the matches or more has these like I've come on here 10, 10 times and, and, and like Manchester United, the, the Manchester United, if, Crystal Palace guy. I don't know if you saw it. You yeah. know he's defending the ball. The ball hits his arm. Like if it doesn't hit his arm in the box, it drops at the kid. It drops at Garnacho's foot. Like how is that not a penalty? Like it hit his hand in the box. Like and they didn't even look at it. It's just like how do you not even look at it? But there's no – but and then next week or the game after that with a different referee, it's a penalty. It can't be like this. It's I'm 100% convinced they do it for all the drama and, like, to get people talking about it. I'm 100% convinced because there, there's, there can't be any other reason. It's the biggest league in the world. How do we fix it still? Like – Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I, like Sean mentioned, I mean, at least in the World Cup, you saw the automated um, offsides technology, which is – I don't understand why we haven't gone to a point where we're there yet. I feel like that would. I feel like they can afford it in the Premier League. Oh my god! Like, of course they could. Of course. 
I mean, having these other leagues, I mean, why can't we have it in the Premier League? Right. Um, that's got. That's where it's got to start. And there's just got to be more accountability. Like, all we get is an apology. And I know you mentioned that they issued the apology. And it's like, that's fine. They can apologize all they want. Like, well, well someone's got to be accountable. And I'm not even, and you know, look, I don't even want to say that the poor ref deserves to get fired. But there has to be people held account- accountable. We can't just be issuing apologies every time. That doesn't, that doesn't do anyone any good. The other problem, too, is like this guy. You know, both the VA, the assistant VAR, and the other guy. The, I guess I don't know. Uh, to, was England on the field? I think he was Derek in the VAR England. booth. But yeah, so those guys are both off the duty. But like now, who's do, like if those are the main? Like that's the biggest game of the weekend. If they're on that game yeah. now, all of a sudden you got your two main guys that aren't doing that. So now all of a sudden it's a bump. So now you got some somebody like filling in from like the championship or something like this. So now. Like, that's the problem. It's the same thing. Look, we see this with high school sports, college, whatever it is here. These these officials kind of retire, and there's, like, a vacuum. And these, like, the Premier League is just under such a microscope now. And, and I think, you know, these, these officials come up from where the championship or wherever they're coming from, and they're just, like, not used to the scrutiny. And just, like, I mean, every single – they have – you see the shows like Sky Sports, they break down every time there's a call, they break it down on TV 50 times. And Sky Sports is just like nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. It's just, you know, the world we live in, Twitter and all this stuff. I mean, you can't make any mistakes. You have to be perfect. Anytime there's a mistake, it's a disaster. And now, going forward, you know, the next week, the week after, the week after, any single mistake, these guys, it's just going to be even more magnified and uh you know it, it doesn't seem to happen you know every once in a while you know i i, I remember there was the, the ball that crossed the line i forget it was at west ham or aston villa or whatever and, and you get those things i mean it doesn't seem to happen to like luton town you know it it, 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 ha- it doesn't seem yeah. to happen it happens in these like to these big teams all the time manchester united i mean you know like they get the call you know in the first game against Wolves, you know, they got, they should have been a penalty or whatever. And then, you know, there's been 10 other instances since then, but these referees, then the refs came out, you know, Mark Clattenburg came out and said, one of the refs told him, and listen, we're not overchanging these calls because we're not making our, our buddies look bad. Well, you know, I mean, come on, that's your job. The, the job. And this is why, like in a discussion, I know sometimes it's a bigger discussion about whether we should have VAR or not. And you look at all the other sports, whether it be, NFL, uh, NBA, MLB, there, there's instant replay and the use of replay in all of those sports. Like the, the, the point of VAR is to make sure we're getting calls right. It's it's supposed to be an aid to the, to the referees because the game does happen. It happens so quickly, right? And, and things are so it's so bang, bang, especially in, in, in the Premier League um, where, where it's moving that fast. And I, I just think that we, we have to – have a, a protocol in place where we understand how to use the VAR. That's the biggest problem is that we're, it's, it's not being used correctly. And, yep. and, and that's what leads to these, these controversies and there's not consistency in terms of what we're calling, what's not being called. And, and like Sean said, the point shouldn't be, well, I'm making my, my, my friend look bad because I got it. But the point is to get it right. And, and that's where, VAR, like VAR is going to be part of the game, right? Instant replay is going to be here. It's here to stay. We're not, it's not going away. We want to get calls right on the field, but we, we have to do a better job of when we use VAR. I I said it before there there were games earlier this year where I I remember the, the Fulham game where he gives a penalty and he doesn't even go like on the advice of VAR and the game against Brentford. And he doesn't even go over to look at the monitor, Right. Go look yourself, right, to see if that's a foul. In the Manchester City, when they remember the, the full of Manchester City game, when the, the 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 offensive player was screening the goalkeeper on on the on the city goal right before halftime to make it two to one, totally changed the game, and they give it his is onside. He doesn't even go over the the referee. You you as the head referee, as the official in the center, your decision is final. You make the final call. So if you want to see it yourself, go over to the monitor. There's nothing wrong with you going over to the monitor and looking yourself, right, to make the final determination as the center referee. It's you're the one. You are the, – the buck stops with you. 
you make the final decision. So go over to the monitor and look yourself. That's 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 I think that's always an option for the referee. And people I think people were complaining about the 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 red card for Jones. But like if you see the they 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 were saying that they prejudged they prejudiced the call by showing him the still frame of you know him going in and his you know obviously excessive force if his ankle is you know like an L like so I mean I think the second one is worse like you said because yeah. it shouldn't have been a first one for shouldn't have been a first yellow or whatever so you know. Anytime you go into someone's leg like that now in the game, I mean, a hundred, you know, you risk it going to be a red card. I, I've seen it, you know, last year with Casimir in that Southampton game, he got the ball and his foot went over the ball. Like it's, it was raining. His foot hit the, you know, he got the ball, his foot slipped over the ball and, and went up the guy's leg. I mean, if it wasn't raining, it probably wouldn't happen, but it did. And, you know, it, it goes halfway up his leg. And if you could break someone's leg, it's always going to be, I think, but you know, it's, I just, just that they, they realize what happened seven seconds after the ball was in play, like seven seconds. Look, y'all, we made a mistake seven set. Like they, Oh, once the ball is back in play, look, you, you there's gotta be some kind of buzzer right, or something. It wasn't something, two minutes, but it wasn't two minutes right. later when it's a different phase of play, it, they just restarted the kick. Like uh, just, but, but you can't, you can't like change the rule on the fly, right? The rule is once the game's been restarted, you yeah. can't go back. Like you can't, you can't go back and, and make that up on the because we made a mistake, right? Imagine like what would Spurs the Spurs reaction then been if the ball got put back in play and then you went back, stops said, no, no, no. Now we're giving them a goal. Whether whether he was onside or not, I would have been ticked off if I was Tottenham in that situation. Had you gone down and not and not adjudicated the rule correctly as it's written. Here's the problem, too. Like, Ho- Hoyland had a goal last week ruled out. I, I, did, I don't know if you saw the sec, the Aston Villa Brighton game. So, a month ago, Manchester City scores when Akanji was in front of the Fulham goalkeeper. Yes. The PGO, yep. the TGMLO comes out and said it should have been ruled out. Okay. Right. Last week, there's a header by Johnny Evans. Hoyland is like, he's not even active in the play, but he's between, you know, he's, he's, you know, offside. They call it offside. All right. You know, it's, it's, they win the game is whatever, but I, I, you know, and then this week, Zanolio's like, they're like, he's not act. He's right in front. Like he's between the shot and the key. Like, and they say no offsides. Like there's three different plays over the span of a month that were almost exactly the same. And there were three different outcomes. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> you can't like the, it, it's either it's offside or it's not. Like, if he's not, in, it, it was the same thing. There, like Zanolio was right in front of the key. I watched. I'm like, it's 100 percent gonna get ruled out. It's offside. Like he's right in front of the keeper. Nah. Like, if you're a goalkeeper, you're you can't instinctually you're you're looking at the guy in front of you because. You know what if the what if he's passing it to that guy? Like you have to be like you, you can't. You're not reacting the same if there's someone right next to you than you would if there was someone not in the way. But like you either have to. It's it, it can't be different every other time. Like you can't. It, it, that's that's the problem. These people like people get really mad about. Like look, you, it's this one week. It's this week. One week. It's this week. One week. It's this, like it can't be like that. It can't be like that, but it is. You know what I had a coach suggest to me once? No offside in the 18-yard box. That's tough. I mean, you're going to have somebody kind of just sitting up front, like just kicking it to him. It'd be like hockey, like a guy just uh, shielding the, the goalie in hockey. It's just if you want like, more scoring. If you, yeah, if you want, if, you, if your goal is more scoring, you can't be offside in the 18-yard box. Yeah, I mean, it's radical. I mean, it's a it's radical. Very radical. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think it would. It was anybody's going to be adopting that. But I just. I. I once heard a coach suggest that when when somebody you know there, made a comment like about easy, how he could increase scoring. There's easy like, 
I think there's a few easy fixes. First of all, you have to like if you just automate the v, the 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 offside stuff instead of having some guy draw a line. It's stupid. Like they have like every they have the technology to do it. Just have the computer do it. Hey, they're gonna have computer strike zones in baseball, right? <laughs> Make it any part is onside, the player is onside. That 100. It, it, if you want to draw the line there, whatever. But like, you can't ha- like. These things where it's ruled off by a millimeter or something like this. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. His entire body, except for an inch, is onside. H- how are you giving that as offside? Um, but the you know the handball rule people get like because it's it, it's either it's almost better if you just say, look, if the ball touches your hand in the box, it's a penalty. I don't care. Like if it's intentional, deliberate, whatever, unintentional, either it's a handball or it's not a hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you made everything, every, if you, if you made it, so anything that touches, anything that touches your hand above the waist or something like this, I don't even know. Like you could make a rule. Cause I mean, if it's, it's down by your side, I guess, whatever. It, it's, if, if your arms up, if you're sliding, if you're doing this and your arms above your waist, that's a penalty. Like there's ways you could just do it and just say, and then people won't do that anymore. If, if you give 10 penalties a game for handballs, they'll stop doing it. But like, it's just so ridiculous. There's ways to do it, but they don't want to like, they just don't want, I, I'm telling, I'm a hundred percent convinced they thrive on the controversy to clicks and sell papers and all this stuff. A hundred percent. Stu, you want last word on uh, Tottenham Liverpool before we do move on and talk about some of the other other action from Week Seven? Yeah, it's just again, it's just a really tough pill to swallow. Like I said, I just, it was just something I was just I was looking so forward to to the game, and he had a good you know Villa Brighton match. I was looking forward to too, and then some of the ten o'clock uh, AM Eastern Time window games. But I'm just looking so forward to it, and now it's just like, what what do you take away from it? And I, there's really nothing I can take away from it. It's just like, okay, Liverpool lost. I just hope those three points don't come back to bite them. You know, I hope they don't finish, you know, fifth and outside of fourth by one or two points or, you know, heaven forbid it's if they somehow can compete with city. And if they lose by one or two points, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind, but I'm just hopeful that that isn't the case. And, it's just got to get better. This isn't even a, I mean, obviously I'm more angry because it's Liverpool. It's, it's, it's your teams. It's, you know, it's you, Kyle with Fulham or you, Sean with United, you're going to be, you know, more enraged, but it's just even just as a, a neutral, like this could have been uh this, this could have been city versus Spurs. And I would have been not happy as well. It's just, it's garbage. It's, it's completely garbage. And it, can't, it shouldn't be this bad. There's no reason for it to be this bad when it's the premier league. It's the best league in the world. And they have all this money. It's just, it's just not acceptable. If you want to be glass half full, still, Stu, <laughs> you did get some help from Wolves in the in the title chase today because this Wolves with a shocker two one over Man City. Uh, uh, a couple good Wolves gets a couple good bounces of the ball there. Uh, Aruba Diaz own goal gives them the lead. Uh, Julian Alvarez equalizes for Man City, and then Ki uh, Chan Huang in the 66 minute uh, gets a second second bite at it and is able to finish it. Uh, Wolves outshot in that game. 23 to 3 and outpossess 69% to 31%, but yet win the game 2 to 1. Sean, first drop points of the year for City. And what that brings us to is a league table now where the top six are all within three points of each other. First, I just want to talk about Wolves just real quickly because, I, you know, I, I think before the season, I was a little bit higher on them than, you know, maybe Sam Soul or, you know, I think, I think, I, I think Samples, I thought there maybe. You guys kind of had him. I had him relegated. Oh, did you? I, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just the squad, their squad isn't terrible. They have some good players. I mean, look, they're on seven points now. Um, you know, there's there's Burnley and Sheffield United might not get to seven points. Um, <laughs> if we're, if we're gonna be honest, like you know, they're they're really really bad. Uh, you know, although Luton Town, you know. Luton beat Everton, but you know both those teams. Thing, you know, I, you know, I thought Wolves. You know, Wolves has a tendency that you know they'll pull that upset every once in a while. They play. I, I'm telling you, I watch. I watch them play Manchester United all the time. I hate playing them. They're just every time you play them, it's just a brutal game. They're never. Every once in a while, they get blown out, but they're always in the game. They're really tough to play against. So, no, wasn't completely shocked. I thought, you know. When they took the lead, I thought maybe – I mean, 
kind of look at the odds sometimes. I mean, they were still plus money, you know, heavy plus money, like City. Once City scored, too, it was, you know, you're like, ah, City will win that game. So, for them to win that game. um, Look, City, I mean, I think uh, City has uh, – let me – I forget who they play this week in the champion. Oh, they play at RB Leipzig, I think, right? They're away. Yeah, Leipzig, Leipzig. yeah. So, maybe um, – you know, maybe an eye on, you know, maybe they had one eye on that. I mean, you know, once again, they'll walk that group. But, you know, I think sometimes, you know, you talk about the looking ahead and, and, and others. Arsenal, 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 then the international break, then Brighton coming out of the international break. So they're looking, yeah, 100%. They're looking ahead. They're like, look, we're going to rotate here because we got to go to Germany on Wednesday. Got to come back and play Arsenal. It's a title game, whatever. Um, and then, you know, you know, obviously Brighton. So I think they're a little, little bit looking ahead. I, you know, I'm, I, once again, like I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if city was going to lose any games this year. So, uh, they're, they're, that's, that's all done with. Um, so they don't have to worry about that, but you know, they, they, they have this tendency to do that sometimes. I mean, they, they lose to some teams and you're just like, how the hell did they lose this week? I mean, with 80% possession and stuff, well, you know, the Barcelona teams would, would, would the same that the, those two Brighton, you know, they have all this possession and then, you know, Aston Villa rolled them. Um, you know, sometimes they just have this tendency to like lose games like that. You know, they just can't score and you're just, you're the, a team's just playing really bad, you know, the solid back five and the back four, you know, the, 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 the nine behind the ball, 10 behind the ball. So not they completely stunned, but, um, it, it, I mean, it, on a weekend when there were some stunning results, I guess, you know, that was probably – it made me feel a little bit better about, you know, United's performance, even though it's terrible. But, they're, you know, they, they, you know, Wolves, you know, Luton Town, like some of these – it was just a weird result weekend, and it happens in the Premier League yeah, sometimes. I, I think that's because the Premier League is this 38-game slog, and then uh, like, a, like a Man City, you've got – uh, Carabao Cup, which they got knocked out of the Carabao Cup by by Newcastle. You have FA Cup coming up. You have Champions League. Uh, your players are, uh, you know, when you're a club like Manchester City, almost all your players are getting called away for international duty. I just think it's uh, impossible, really, to go undefeated throughout a 38-game yeah. without having a night where you just don't play well for whatever reason. You can't you can't finish. You, you fall behind early to kind of a fluky own goal. Now Wolves has got something to hold on to. Wolves is at home. Um, you, you know, the fans are into the game. Uh, and and it ends up, you know, coming back to bite you. And you drop points. Uh, and and you know what, though? But it, it makes this, this too, and I, and I want to get to this. Is this title race now, is it more open this week? As we react to kind of like week to week, Matt, you know, is it more open now that – we have six teams within three points than it was maybe when we looked at it last week. Yeah. I still think, I still think city is, you know, a, a bit ahead of the likes of Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, um, despite this result. And despite, you know, the struggle against uh, Newcastle and the Carabao cup, um, you look at this midfield, right? You, you don't have De Bruyne who's out for a while. Uh, you don't have Bernardo Silva. Uh, he's dinged up. Uh, you don't have Rodri on the red card suspension. That's a that's a big miss. So then you're you're playing Calvin Phillips, who we don't know what he is still. Like he was pretty good player at Leeds. You can he say hasn't really adjusted hard. the Peps. Yeah, it's it hasn't been good <laughs> for him. Terrible, he didn't man. look good. Uh, and yeah, you know, Kovacic is he's coming back off an injury. He's new to the system. Uh, they got Nunes from Wolves again, uh, another talent. Uh, but again, it's like you're playing these guys in midfield. It's just and it kind of shows, right? Because I mean, I watched a lot of that that game. I watched that in United Palace were kind of the two games I focused on a lot during that uh, 10 a.m. window. And I, I forgot Holland even played. Like, I, I feel like he disappeared because he couldn't get him the ball, really. And they were just getting beat in the, in the counterattack. Um, and even the defense, like, as good as their defense was last year in that route to uh, winning the Champions League and obviously winning the league again. I mean, they've only had three clean sheets out of 11 and you might say like, okay, well, that's not that's not too bad. But for, but for City, who prides himself on having that great defense, um, it really they, they've had a couple shaky goals given up this year. And in the in the in the two against Wolves on Saturday, I mean, it was one was an own goal, 
uh, lots of that created by Pedro Neto and, and what he brings yeah. to the table. But that own goal on Diaz and then on that second goal, I mean, Ederson was it, it just it, that was a disaster between Ederson and the defenders. They all kind of looked like they were lost on that play. So the defense hasn't been that great either. And then if you're not be able to get the ball to Holland and, and goal scoring situations, that's it's tough. That's going to be tough against any team in the Premier League, let alone Wolves. So uh, I don't think it's to answer your question, Kyle. I like to think it's close, but if I'm if you're putting a gun to my head, I still think City wins the league and wins it by I mean at least five, six, let, seven. Let me tell you, let me, Kyle. This is this is uh so this is City's upcoming schedule. You know, in between they play young boys week three and week four in the Champions match day three, match day four. So they're they play at OB Leipzig, Arsenal away in the Premier League. International break. They come back. They play Brighton at home on the 21st of, uh, of October. They play Manchester United away They on the 29th. They play Bournemouth at home. Sunday the 12th, they go to Chelsea, the Chelsea away. Saturday the 25th, they're at uh, Liverpool at home. Saturday the, the 2nd of December, they play Spurs at home. Tuesday, December 5th, they play Aston Villa. In between there, I think they have to go to... Um, they play at home to Leipzig on November 28th, and then they have to go to to uh, to Hell and play uh, Red Star Belgrade, uh, Cervantes Vesda. Uh, you know that's not an easy schedule. And this, you know, I I, I think when you look at the table, you know, I I, I think this is going to be. I don't, you know, I, I originally thought City was going to run away with it. I, I just don't see it now because you know you got too many other t- like Brighton. Brighton up, you know, Brighton, Villa, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Manchester City. Anytime City plays those teams, like when they go play, you know, Tottenham, uh, you know, Tottenham's going to score. They're going to go at it. You know, Aston Villa is going to go at them. Uh, you know, Brighton, obviously, they play, the, you know, the same, basically same team. I didn't even talk about Newcastle. You know, obviously, when they play Manchester United, they're a mess now. But, you know, it's going to be, you know, Chelsea's playing a little bit better now. Um you know, it's you, you, it's tough. I mean, they before Christmas, we'll know. I think if this is going to be a race, I mean, if it, if these teams are all around each other, come you know Christmas or January first, I, I think it's going to be tough for City to pull away because they're going to drop some points in these games, and other years they 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 might not have. Aston Villa six, Brighton one. That was a bit of a surprising result. This, this is what. Uh, I take away from this. I look at Aston Villa. I look at Brighton. Uh, I'll throw West Ham and Newcastle in that. Like, I think on any given day, any of those teams are capable of beating anybody in the league. And then the next week, they're capable of getting beat 5-1 themselves. Um, so so Aston Villa and Brighton now both on 15 points. Aston Villa has actually won uh, four of its last five Premier League games. Uh, Brighton lost its uh, also lost midweek to Chelsea. In the in the Carabao Cup, there have been some uh, some reports out there is is Deserby over rotating his his squad, um, and this is look this is one of the challenges that we knew Brighton was going to face this year uh, with being in European competition and having to to compete on two fronts is do they have enough squad depth uh, when it comes back to the Premier League, and if you over rotate, this is a result that I think can happen sometimes. I think they have it. Yeah, I I think that's a. I I would see them play last year in the cups, and you know you see how they kind of rotate. You know they sell you know, they sell some players, obviously sell two big midfield players. Um, I I just think, you know, when they you see some of the other squads, they I they play really, you know, they they knock the ball, they do all this stuff, they possess the ball, something like that. I think sometimes, obviously, you get caught. You know, they just they didn't play very well in that game, but. You know, you see some of these other squads like Aston Villa, for example, the players they brought in, and now all of a sudden now Aston Villa's like maybe 16, 17 deep, and they can they can rotate a little bit and you're not losing a lot of stuff. Look, I mean that we talk about Manchester United, I mean all their injuries and stuff like that. You see, you know, when Lindelof is having to play and Maguire's gotta go on a striker and Scott Tommy's playing and stuff like this, you know, Aston Villa's got a squad now of players and, and they can kind of go out there and, and win some of these games. I mean, uh, Ollie Watkins hasn't been great, but, you know, he was pretty good the other day. But, you know, Villa is pretty good. Um, you know, I, I think before the season I said maybe fifth or sixth for them. 
um, back and, you know, they'll be in the European competitions. I think they're, I, I think they have Emery's obviously a good coach. I think they have some staying power. Um, you know, they, they have, and, you know, comparison to Manchester city, you talk about their upcoming fixtures. I mean, I think they play Bournemouth four times in the next five weeks. Um, it's just crazy. You, you know, they, they're at Wolves, which is a Derby game. Cause it's the Midlands Derby. You know, they play West Ham at home. Then they play Luton Town at home. Then they play Nottingham Forest. Then they play Fulham at home. Then they have Spurs away, which is obviously tough. Then they have Bournemouth away, you know, and then it gets tough, you know, City at home, Arsenal at home, Brentford away, you know, Manchester United away, you know, so they're going to have some, but they have a chance here in the next, you know, five or six weeks to pile up some points here and really, like, I mean, it, it's all about, you know, remembering back to last year. I mean, Manchester United and Newcastle, you know, the two teams that finished in the Champions League. I mean, it was about momentum. Like, they got into that top four, and Liverpool was always chasing them. And, you know, these teams, when you have a little bit of a points lead, you know, five, six points when you're opening up, you know, everybody's going to drop points. Now, all of a sudden, if somebody drops points that's chasing you and you win, now if it's an eight-point gap, it's tough. I mean, and you're just playing the same teams all the time. So, you know, you have a chance if you're opening up a little bit of a gap, which they might be able to do in the next, you know, before Christmas, maybe they they finish top four. Maybe they take Newcastle's place in the top four. I, I, I think they're a pretty good team. Chelsea two, Fulham nil. That was the the game today. Mudrick uh, mm. Mudrick finally scores for Chelsea, <laughs> um, and then Fulham uh, gives Broha a goal seconds later. Um, Fulham fifty six percent possession, just three shots on target. Look, not good enough. Not good enough from Fulham at home today uh, against a Chelsea team that they beat at the college, cottage last year. Disappointed in in the effort today. Uh, clearly, the lack of a goal scoring center forward. Uh, is going to hold this Fulham team back. I thought they would take it. I said in our preview, I thought they would take a step back this year uh, and be more in that 13, 14 range because they didn't have a center forward. Uh, once we knew Mitrovic was was on his way to, to Saudi Arabia, they they brought in Jimenez from Wolves. Jimenez hasn't scored in two years. Uh, it, it's clear yeah, that gone. it's yeah. clear he's not he's not the player he was pre pre head injury. Uh, Carlos Vinicius is like a knockoff Mitrovic. Um, he's not the answer. Uh, look, they were, I thought they should have gone in on Balogun when Arsenal was, was clearly going to, to sell him. They were linked there. I don't know how, how serious the, the talks were. Um, he ends up going to Monaco, of course, but just that lack of a center forward, they need to go out and get a center forward in January. They have to try and hold this thing down, uh, until January and then go out and try and get a center forward because right now they, they are not going to get goals. Like you think Chelsea's goal scoring was a problem. Uh, Fulham's goal scoring is is a, a big issue here. Now, I think they're going to be okay just because the again the bottom is so bad in, in the Premier League. Like I think they are better than than those four or five teams at the bottom. Um, but I, I don't feel great about where they're at right now. I mean, not a not a good performance today. Um, as far as and still, I'll let you take the Chelsea side of this. Uh, they beat Brighton midweek in the cup. Um, they, they scored two today. Mudrick finally gets on the score sheet. Um, is, is this the moment we look at Chelsea's season and say, okay, this is the Chelsea we were expecting. They're going to start stacking results on top of each other. I mean, I don't know about stacking results. That might be a bit of a tough ask, to be honest. Um, I mean, I do think it's contagious, right? Like they hadn't scored a goal in about a month, and then yes. they finally scored that uh, that one goal, that Nicholas Jackson goal midweek. They get two more today. Obviously, Modric getting one is, is is critical because I mean I've kind of poked fun at him a few times on this podcast of you know what does he really do other than run right? Like he kind of just really hadn't shown anything um, in that regard. I mean, if you look at their schedule, right? You oh, go, it's you, yeah, you, you go to Burnley, which obviously should be three points, but then after that, you got Arsenal at home, Brentford at home, at Tottenham. Uh, home against City at Newcastle, home against Brighton at United. Like that's that's through, you know, basically now in middle of December. I mean, that's just disastrous. I mean, it's just too tough. I, I just don't know. Like they'll they'll get some results, obviously, right? They have they have some players, they'll get they'll get points here and there. But in terms of really turning it around and turning into a team that's gonna be a contender for Europe, I just I just don't see it. There's too many good teams. Like as as good as you know, as many bad teams there are, we say in the league, there are also as many 
you know, good team. So, you know, to be in that top four five or six, that's, that's going to be a real achievement. And I just don't think Chelsea's there. I mean, they've spent the money. They have the manager with the pedigree, but at the same time, it's just, I think it's too late. I, I, I it's just, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough to overcome the bad start in these games that they should have won, right? Like they should have, you know, they should have beat Nottingham Forest. They should have beat Bournemouth. I mean, you know, maybe West Ham, you, you throw in there. Like, there's the games they should have won. And the fact that they either lost or drew all those games that I just mentioned, it's going to be really tough for them to overcome with their tough schedule coming up. When you when you have to play, you know, I'm just looking at this as kind of a Manchester United fan, which is good. When you have to play Brighton and you're going to be chasing Brighton around for 90 minutes on Dece- on a Saturday and then come back Wednesday, travel to Manchester United, and then and play right at at United in a night game, and then come back Saturday and go play at Everton, who's going to be you know maybe they'll have some players, but you know they're always fighting for their lives in every single game. I know they're not winning games; they lost to Luton, but they're all every game is tough. Like it's just tough in a span of eight days to do that. You're just going to drop some points. So, I mean. They don't have this margin of, you know, the games before that are Spurs, City, Newcastle. So, you know, I mean, it's not easy either. But, like, you don't have a lot of margin for error now. When you have that start, like Stu said, I mean, you just can't really, you know, you can't you can't go on a three-game winless streak now, you know, where you pick up one point in three matches. You can't do that. You have to find a way to get some wins and like their schedule is just not conducive to that. So, you know, by the time it gets to, you know, boxing day, you know, when that, you know, they're playing wolves on the 23rd of December and they play Sheffield United, the 16th wolves away. And then they play palace Luton palace and Luton. So, you know, they got, they get, it, it eases up a little bit, but you know, they might be too far adrift by then. So it's just, you know, it's it, it, it's tough, man. I mean, these teams, you say, you know, it's you could say the same thing. Chelsea, you know, Manchester United, I, you know, even Newcastle, you know, they're on 12 points. I think they've kind of turned it around a little bit. But, you know, it's tough. You can't get too far behind these teams or you're in trouble because you're just going to be dropping points. Uh, speaking of dropping points, uh, Crystal Palace won Manchester United nil. Sean, we had to talk about it. Uh, another yeah. game where the team that had more possession didn't win the game. Manchester United, 78% possession to, to 22% for Palace. 19 shots for United to 8 for Palace. But it's Joachim Anderson's goal in the 25th minute. That's the difference. Uh, Sean, just your your thoughts on Manchester United and where, where again, where this club is at right now. I mean, I just, like, it, it, at some point, like, you know, I just told people on – like Twitter, like social media, like, look, until you get the team, until you get the team healthy, I mean, it's just crazy. They're playing, you know, Sophie and Amber, Amber Bat, who they signed to be a def, you know, defensive midfield. They're playing a left back. They don't have any, they have three left backs injured right now. They just signed, they just brought in the guy from Arsenal. The Arsenal's like team doctor or whatever it is, like the sports scientist or the physician, who, whoever it is. Cause it's, I mean, it's just embarrassing how many injuries they have. Their squad's the squad's not good enough to begin with. So you know when you have you know Victor Lindelof playing week in and week out, and you have to put in Harry Maguire to, up up top to, to to get a goal and stuff. I mean, at some point, I wish they would just kind of rely. I, 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 Kobe Manu's coming back. It's I think it's going to start to like ease up. I mean, obviously, you know tomorrow's a mass. You got to win tomorrow. I get you know Galatasaray or today if you're listening to it. You know they have to win that game, but. Um, until they ease up and until this ownership thing is taken care of, I mean, it's just, it's every week, it's a disaster, but they, I mean, you look at the squad they put out there in that game, it just, it's embarrassing. Like these guys are playing. These are, these are players from, you know, Lindelof. I mean, it's four managers ago bought this guy, you know, they got, uh, you know, makes him out finally back and they don't have a winger because, Jaden Sancho is gonna, you know, wants to be a bum. Like Rashford's been awful. They, but you know, some of that is down to the fact that Rashford doesn't have Luke Shaw overlapping on that side. I saw the comparison. Like someone says, you think Mbappe, you know, worries about who his left back is, but you know, his left back is pretty good for both France and PSG. Um, so there's some of that in the play. They just need to get healthy. I mean, you, you got, you know. 
you're bringing in Donnie Vanderbeek in the 88th minute to try to chase a game for Victor Lindelof. You're bringing Harry Maguire in to put him up top. You're bringing Christian Eriksen in, like, for Marcus Rashford. Like, it's just – it's not good enough. Um, the Palace goal was, you know, it, it, it was a, it was nice. But, you know, it's just kind of like no one was marking him. Victor Lindelof, he's been – Yeah, Lindelof was way off on Yeah, that. he's been yeah. there. I mean, but, like, once again, Lindelof, if if – if Lisandro Martinez, who's going to be out for three months, if they're if their back four is healthy, Lindelof's not doesn't sniff the field in these games. So like it is what it is. But like some of that's down to the fact the owners couldn't buy another center back because Harry Maguire didn't want to leave and whatever and all this stuff. It, it's just there's just a lot of negativity around the team right now. And until you know it gets fixed, you know they got you know backups playing all over the pitch. And until that's taken care of. It's just it's not gonna change. So I I don't even like I can't even get worked up about these games anymore. And I, I was out working anyway, watching it, but like they just you know, they don't who's gonna score the goal for them? Who but more importantly, like where's it coming from? Like where's the pat like you know, they don't have they don't have anybody on the right, they don't have anybody on the left, they don't nobody's overlapping, all this stuff, you know. The, the, you know, Casimir is too worried about protecting, you know, Victor Lindelof because he's so bad. And like you're getting people dragged out of position. If, you know, if you watch enough games, like, you know, when like this guy, you're, you're getting dragged out of position because this other guy's out of position. And sometimes you'll blame it on whatever a person, but, you know, he's getting dragged out of position because he has to cover for somebody else. And if you see that enough, and it's just a, it's like a casking effect, but. And they, that being said, like, look, they, they had won, you know, so many games in a row at home uh, until a couple weeks ago. So you, you still got to win that game. I just want to run down the rest of the scores, Stu, and, and you jump in and anything that stood out from these games, and then we'll get on to the, the Champions League quickly. Uh, but Newcastle 2, Burnley nil, Arsenal 4, Bournemouth nil, Bournemouth uh, struggling, West Ham 2, Sheffield United nil. Uh, I have to imagine Paul Hackingbottom is on his last legs at Sheffield United. Luton Town, its first ever win as a Premier League Club 2-1 over Everton. Uh, and then Brentford won, Nottingham Forest won. Forest went down to 10 and fought back uh, to get a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I'll look at Brentford, a team that really, you know, the last two years being in this league really played well since being promoted. Um, they're they're in a bit of a tough place. They're in 14th right now, only seven points uh, on the season. Score 10, giving up 10. They've actually dropped eight points from winning positions this season. So to obviously you lose a guy like Raya and goal, and it really shows that, you know, it's a tough guy to replace. Right. And they just haven't looked the same. They haven't had the goal output that they used to have when they had Ivan Tony. Uh, yeah. goals. So those two guys. Yeah. You lose those two guys. It's, it's going to be a tough and just, it's just, they really haven't looked good. Again, it's another team that I don't think is, in the relegation race, again, there's just too many bad teams. But just from what they were last year, they've you know kind of caught my eye. I was like, oh, there, they they've definitely fallen off a, a good amount. Ivan Tony, that, that whole, I mean, you know, he he scored 20 goals for them last year. I mean, it's just like, I mean, that just left them such a hole. I mean, I, but to be honest, you had to know. I mean, it's not like it was a surprise. I mean, they charged them last year, so look, you have all summer to go find somebody. Like, go get it, you know, go get Anthony Mark, go get somebody to 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 come in. And you know, when he comes back, they're gonna sell him because he doesn't want to stay. Um, you know, I they gave they gave um. Averts the pity goal there at the end for Arsenal. I think that was, you know, that that was pretty interesting. But sometimes that's what you need to to you know kickstart it. And you know, I, I you know, he, he, he they just they're playing him out of position. I mean, he scored a Champions League final winning goal. Um, the you know Newcastle starting to play well. Sheffield United. I mean, I I I feel bad for that coach, like you said. But I mean, that squad is so bad. I mean, it's just like I, I just don't know, like you know, what they want him to do um, there. Everton, look, I mean, Luton Town, you know, there there was people talking about, like, they might be the worst team of all time. Like, they might not get Me? to him. I, I think I said that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not just you. I mean, a mil, like 100,000 people have said, I mean, their squad is atrocious. Everton, I mean, what? how the hell do you lose that game? You give up, you know, you, you gave up two goals in seven minutes. I mean, you just can't. I, I just think they're, you know, Sean Dice is 
he's I think there's going to be a point where he's going to be in trouble because you can't I understand what he is and you know all this stuff but you just can't continue to lose games I mean uh you know once again we talked about this in earlier shows you know they got Bournemouth at home on you know but once again they just had Luton at home you have to win that game if Bournemouth wins that game all of a sudden they have a they have a gap against Everton then you got Liverpool then you got West Ham then you got Brighton then you got Palace then you got United you know then you got Newcastle then you got Chelsea I mean then you got Spurs you know they they, they have a brutal schedule. And I, I remember talking about this on a show a while ago. Hey, hey, listen, Everton, you know, hey, we, you know, they're going to they're going to need to get some results. You know, they got Luton Town. They got these teams. Well, they lost to Luton. You know, they beat Brentford, which was big. You know, they almost beat Arsenal, whatever. They drew with Sheffield United and they lost to Wolves. Like if you're not if you're only getting, you know, one point from games against Wolves, Sheffield United and Luton Town, you're in trouble. And that's form. At some point, you can't keep losing. Like if he gets, if they just get massacred in all these games coming up, he, he's in a lot of trouble because you, where are you getting the points from? If you're losing to bad teams, where are you getting the points from? I am cheering for Luton to stay up. By the way, I just want to like put that out there. Like, I'm, even no, though I said I, th- I think they're one of the worst teams. Like, I think it would be really cool if somehow they tomorrow. did stay up. Like, yeah, it's a huge Burnley. game today. I mean, it's a huge game. I mean, they got Burnley at home today. Look, I mean, hey, if, if Luton goes out and beats Burnley today, because it's Tuesday, well, if you're listening to this, I, you know, and, and they're playing at the same time as all these Champions League games, you know, all of a sudden they had two wins in a row. They're on six or seven, they're on seven points. Now you have something to build on, and maybe you can stay up, you know. It's a massive game today, and it's a little bit buried because the Champions League is is on today, and, and they don't usually play those games, but they had to reschedule it because Luton Town Stadium wasn't ready, so there's not a lot of places to put these games. All right, let's talk Champions League before we wrap up this edition of Box to Box Football. Uh, again, match day two, uh, Tuesday and, and Wednesday this week. Uh, you look at it, look. Newcastle at home against PSG. That's obviously the headline game of the round from that that group of so-called group of death, as as people are calling it. But I mean, what you just think about a, a European night at, at St James Park with Mbappe and PSG. I mean, I imagine that is going to be an electric atmosphere. Uh, the other match in that group, uh, Milan goes to Dortmund. Christian Pulisic returning to. Uh, by the way, he scored at the weekend. Uh, I hope Mike Sampson saw that. Uh, but uh, well, I'm sure uh, he did. Return- he didn't admit it, but <laughs> uh, returning returning to um, the the club he he broke in with. Um, but just uh, I, I again PSG Newcastle. That's the game of the uh, the uh, the round for me, um, and just what that environment is going to look like at, at St James Park. There's some big games. Napoli's you know hosting Real Madrid. You know Lons Arsenal. Yeah. You know Lons. They got some. They got some weird stuff going on at Napoli too, where they're like, where they're like yeah, dissing their star yeah. striker on social media. Like, yeah, I mean Manchester, on, Manchester Galatasaray. You know that's a big game for them. But you know you got you know Atleti and and, and Fire Nord on Wednesday. Obviously that game Leipzig and City. Porto's hosting Barcelona. I think that you know could be an interesting game. Um. You know, Antwerp and there's some there's some of these the big boys are playing, but then also, you know, Red Stars hosting young boys. You know, if Red Star wins, that's that's yeah. a game for the Europa League. Or, you know, if if you know if Red Star could stun Leipzig or something, or be, you know, Burn could stun, you know, Leipzig or something like this, or get a point from City, you know, maybe they go through as the second place. So there's a lot of those sec you know, yes. Celtic playing Lazio in a big game. Uh, Union Union Berlin against against Braga. Like the good games where if you get three points, you at least you keep yourself in the running longer where you can if you can take it to the last match day and give yourself a chance to get into the, the knockout rounds with a result. And, and look, even, you know, look, if, if you finish third, I mean, for some of these teams, you know, if, if, if you're a, you yeah. know, Braga or, or Union Berlin, you know, if you get into the Europa League and, and, and get yeah. into those playoffs, I mean, look for, you know, what, I just remember when I was in Portugal on the first, it was either the first or second trip, Rio Ave was playing in the Europa League and uh, they won the game. So we were up in the up in the village with Shabs with tomorrow and they won the game. And so it was like match day six. Ah, eh, nobody cares. 
they, they, they got like $2 million for winning that game or like a million and a half euros. Well, listen, for some of these clubs, you know, Braga and, 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 and uh, you know, Antwerp, oh, you know, million and a half, you know, pounds or euros or something like that. Like that's big. Like, you, you get money for every game you win in this. So, you know, you win a few games in that in the Europa League and the, and the playoffs on the way there. You know, maybe six million. Maybe you get a. Maybe that buys you a player. Maybe it, you know it pays. It pays all your wages for your club for the whole year. It's big for these teams. So like every, you know, I, it, it, I know it's always the Champions League is always about you know Real Madrid and the big clubs and stuff like that. But for some of these other clubs in the Europa League and the Conference League, those games are important. You know, there's there's some pretty important, you know, Europa League matches on Thursday too. I mean, uh, you know, there's always you know that. Talk about you know uh, Brighton who who you know struggled they lost at home they got to go to Marseille I mean that's that's a brutal brutal match I mean that's the other problem with Brighton now you know we talked about them you know they, they they're playing in, in in the group of death there you know they got to go to Athens they got to go to Ajax um, they got to host those teams you know Liverpool's playing USG who was really good last year in the in the Europa League and 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 in in Belgium they're pretty good teams so. Um, you know, there's there's going to be some good games this week. I don't, I, you know, West Ham. I forget who they play. They'll they'll win that game. Uh, or Aston Villa. They'll win six six nil maybe. Although, look, they're playing. You know, Mostar Zrajinski Mostar. You know, it's probably probably be able to get tickets. But remember, they lost last week to to Legia, or two weeks ago to Legia Warsaw. So like, they have to uh, win that game. West Ham's got a trip to uh, to Freiburg. That's a tough game. Yeah. These, it's tough. I mean, you got to go play in Germany. It's tough. I mean, Freiburg was a really, you know, Freiburg was this close to making Champions League last year. So it's tough. I mean, you know, these teams, you know, you, you, you kind of sometimes, I know it's a lot about the Champions League, um, you know, but the, you know, just the, the Europa League. I mean, A, there's a lot of good games in those, um, you know, especially, you know, those 11 o'clock a.m. window games. But yeah, it's, it, it's always good to watch some of those extra games. Stu, you want uh, last word? Uh, anything from the world of football? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's such a big week. Like you guys have kind of said, it's 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 very exciting. I mean, for me, I guess the Dortmund Milan match, I'm looking at only because if one of these teams loses, you're gonna have someone on either for Milan. If Milan loses, they'll be on one point. If Dortmund loses, they'll be on zero points, and you know a third of the way through the group and you're on one or zero points with the, you know, PSG and Newcastle in the group, that's going to be tough to overcome. So I, I feel like whoever, you know, if assuming this isn't a draw, whoever loses this one is going to be kind of in big trouble in terms of getting out of this group. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's so many good games. There's not enough time to watch these games. That's the best part of it. Like you can, you can dig yourself down my rabbit hole and, you know, I can put any one of these games on to be, you know, enjoy, enjoy it, but it's just, it's so good. It's so juicy. It's, the midweek football, I, the European competitions, yeah. it's, it's so good. I love that they're archived right away on Paramount yes. Plus. So yes. I can come home. So when I come home from work at, at night, if you know, sometimes you see the results, so you know the results, but a lot of times I'll flip one on just while I'm I'm winding down and, and pick one of them and I'll watch one of them. And sometimes the Champions League games, sometimes the Europa League games, sometimes one of those conference league games in some far flung location, but I'll just like throughout the week, I'll just kind of flip them on you know, Thursday, Friday, whatever, um, at night, just when I'm like winded down and watch one. You know, the thing too, about the Champions League, that's really cool. And, and all these things, you know, like you talk about Dortmund, you know, match day three and four, you play the same team home and away. So, you know, Dortmund after this has to play Newcastle home and away. And you get these like, you know, Manchester United's playing, um, like, a, like it's, a, it's almost more like, like, like a series, like we get in American yeah. sports. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And, and and you know it's tough. I mean, you see, like when you're playing the bad teams, you try, you know, it's you know away. Maybe you win two 0 then you come home win four 0 But like when you have to play, it's it's and it's usually the big boys play the bad teams in those teams. But you know, you have a Dortmund and Newcastle. I mean, that that's a tough game for everybody. So you know, you got to play a team twice in two weeks that you don't really see a lot. You know, it, it's tough to win both games. So. You know, if, if you're Dortmund and you lose to Milan, all of a sudden now you got to go and probably beat. You got to get four points from Newcastle, and you know it's you know that's tough. So it's that's what I always like about the Champions League. You know, match day two, three, four, five. 
you know, it just, it starts to set up, you know, by two, then by three, by it, it sets up the story, like down to match day six. So it, it, it's pretty cool. Oh, boys, we've, we've done an hour. So I think, I think the people have heard enough from us. Yes. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a packed show. We had to go to the VAR monitor. Uh, <laughs> but uh, remember to, to follow us on, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're box to box football. Um, we'll certainly uh, look forward to, to getting back with you later this week. We have Champions League games, uh, match day eight in the, in the Premier League coming up. So thanks for joining us um, and uh, have, have a good rest of your week. And we will talk to you next time.